0: Hey, Lead the Gen fam, welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping
0: you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also wanna help you deepen your faith and understanding of God.
1: If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year, and be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself.
0: This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeIntl.org to get started.
1: So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now.
0: Hey students, welcome to another edition of the Student leadership podcast i'm here with gil what's up how you doing i'm doing great i've
1: had like three cups of coffee today i am ready to go
0: ready to go charged up my name is aaron uh director lead generation today gil we got incredible guest john rush one of the youth directors from elevation church john what's up so glad you're with us today
2: Yeah, thank you guys. Coming to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a balmy 42 degrees, but on Christmas Day, it'll be 67. 67.
0: Wow. I like my options. I like my options. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, John, we're so excited that you're joining us for this episode. Um, Students, if you haven't followed along very often, this is the Student Leadership Podcast. We talk leadership, that's all we do. And we talk uh, how to become a better follower of Christ. And so John, we're excited that you're joining the conversation today. I'm excited that you're here to uh, get to know our podcast fam, Um, and we want want to help everyone get to know you a little bit. Gil, you got something lined up here?
1: Yeah, John, I do want to help our audience get to know you a little bit here, because they might not know you, but for our students listening, I want you to know, like, just looking at John in the video chat here right now, he is very stylish, and if you check out his Instagram, (laughs) he's a very stylish guy. So, John, here's what we need. We need some fashion advice for guys out there that might be listening. What do you think the next biggest, like, fashion movement will be for dudes? Like, what should they get on? Is it going to be, like, kilts or something like that? Like, what... What do you think is going to come next?
2: You know, I think a big thing is instead of investing into a wardrobe, invest into a uniform. The, the problem with trying to chase trends with the, in filling out your wardrobe is that you either spend a lot of money that you don't have. Maybe some of you do have it. I don't have that money like that. But if you do, you know, OK, uh, but most of us don't. And what we end up doing is we buy a quantity instead of a quality and that stuff wears down. It, it falls out of trend and if you research it, it's not necessarily always sustainable when it comes to the work ethics going behind it in terms of the pay equity of the people. It's uh, 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 even effect on the planet. Not that I'm the most uh, educated on that. And so this is what I'm trying to say. Just invest in a look that you can like wear long term. And so don't worry about trying to chase trends. Just find a uniform, so to speak. I know that's a bad term for students, but just like, what's your vibe? And invest into some higher quality clothing that's going to last you two years instead of just trying to buy the next biggest trend that you saw someone post about. Do you, boo-boo? You know, the next trend is people having quality identity through their wardrobe instead of uh, trying to bop around and look
0: like everyone everyone else. Speaking to me. I just want to say, John, you are the first guest we've ever had, to my knowledge, that has Woven leadership principles into the their answer to the icebreaker question is this true, Gil? This is true.
1: Yeah, it is. I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> yeah, that that's done that.
0: The guys in the studio were taking notes. Like, we're going to actually spend more time in the overtime episode talking about how you answered the icebreaker question than whatever hey, leadership principle. You well, were, you're Well, I don't
1: want to sound like I'm 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 lame. Um, no, <laughs> you're, you're like, speaking right but, to my like eco friendly minimalist heart here. I love what you said. I like that. But
2: but I but I would be lying if I told you guys that like. I am that nerd, dude. I wake up and you ask my wife, the first thing on my mind is a sermon I want to write or like an idea or a thought. I'm a super morning person too. I'm just a nerd, man. I just can't help it. Like, I wish I had more hobbies, but I'm just like, I'm just obsessed with the couple of things that I'm really obsessed with. Leadership, communication, the Bible. But like, I would say fashion and video games are definitely my outlet, like where I get to have uh, a lot of fun. Uh, doing that, so don't don't catch me like I'm just you know some monk. Okay, everyone listening, you know. <laughs> so good.
0: Oh, I love it. This is gonna be a great great interview here. So students, get ready to uh, pay attention and learn some uh, really good leadership principles from again John Rush, one of the youth directors at Elevation Church. So John, let's talk leadership. Uh, man, yeah. you've, you've been in student ministry now for for quite a while. A couple years there at Elevation. You've served in in other churches before, but a lot of experience. Uh, that you have garnered and learned from in regards to students and student leadership. So uh, as we do with every guest on the podcast, uh, let's just kick it off. Uh, talk talk leadership. Give us a leadership principle for students that are listening.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to come at y'all with uh, something that um, on one hand, I'm still learning, but I've learned it well enough to where uh, I can say that I'm not leading you guys astray. You got to be careful leaders who are too vulnerable because they're sharing with you something that's so wet cement, they might not uh, they might not decide to build their foundation on it mm. in the end. So um, something I've learned is that I got to sit on some stuff and apply it to my life before I start teaching it. Uh, and so, but this is one of those things. And um, it's a part of the confusing, um, confusing process of finding God's purpose for your life. And I want to call this idea I've been, Uh, uh, wrestling it with in my head. And I've just been calling it death by dreaming. Hmm. And a lot of times the thing that we think is going to uh, burn us out um, is the demand of uh, what it means to follow God and build something. But I think a lot of times what causes people to give up on their
1: dreams is the agony of a dream unrealized. All right, so do us a favor, John, talk a little bit about where you see that in Scripture. I know there's a lot of, of places that probably come to mind, but this is this is a more of an abstract thought than I think maybe some of our students at like 7.15 in the morning are ready to grapple with. So give us the story that this is inspired from.
2: <laughs> right, 100%. And, and so what inspires me, this is because I feel like teenagers can hear conflicting messages from the church on what it means to find their purpose in God. Some of them are hearing from churches, oh, just do, God's made you for something. You're an Enneagram 17. And so just <laughs> got to flow with the way God made you. You're fearfully, wonderfully made. And then all of a sudden they're 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 making God's vision in their own image, which is idolatry and Hmm. is going to just leave them confused. But then some students here from the church or spiritual leaders, you are a sinner who is lucky enough to have been scraped together by the grace of God. And now and now maybe you'll find a place in his purpose and shut up and listen to God and serve and stack chairs. And one day you'll be ready to, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, we're confused. Like, is God love me? Am, am I a masterpiece? Or am I like, like a nail in a nail gun? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And I, I think honestly, depending on what part of scripture you read, you're going to see extremes of both, which is important Not that God is sending a conflicting message, but he's sending a complimenting message showing us that what it means to be uh, to be a follower of Jesus means that there's going to be moments of peak um, euphoria. That's going to feel so right and so good and so emotionally in line because he loves us. He gave us these things. But then on the other side, to follow Jesus means that you're going to feel like you're squashed like a bug sometimes. And God meets us somewhere right in the middle. And I think he inspires us with that confusion because he wants us to always need to rely on his Holy spirit to find that dream. So I'm saying what, which feelings do I chase right now, God? And, and if I can answer that by myself, that's bad. Cause I'm I'm not going to need God if I can do that, but he wants to meet us there. And so uh, sometimes some of us are just distressed by our dreams. Um, we are, um, uh, we, we get a dream, uh, from God and it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen the way we think, or God will anoint us before he appoints us. But in Genesis chapter 37, um, we see, um, when Joseph, uh, had, had a dream in this dream, he was 17 years old and he was out there pasturing a, a flock. The Bible then reaffirms, um in verse uh, two, that he was still a youth. So they tell us he's 17 and still a youth. The Bible is just repeating itself to help us understand. This was a young guy. This is a young guy. And he was out there uh, with his brothers. Um, and um in, later in this chapter, you see um Joseph um, talking about this dream that he has. Uh, he says in verse uh, six, please listen to this dream, which I've had for behold, we are binding sheaves in the field. This is all like agricultural stuff guys corn and barley and lo, my sheaf which is his tool rose up and also stood upright and behold your sheaves gathered around and bowed down um, uh to 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 my sheaf and then his brothers got mad are you saying you're gonna rule and reign over us you're actually gonna rule and then he had another dream and he was the son um, and the moon, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars were bowing down to him. So the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars were bowing down and representing his mom, his dad, and his brothers. And, and Joseph from an early age knew that he was supposed to be a leader. We can look at the life of David and see, um, that he was anointed by Samuel in um, right there in first Samuel. Um, but it takes him both of them years and years and years to realize their dream, And all along the way, and this is students, what I think is so helpful, what you have to understand is that all along the way, there was many moments where it didn't look like they were going to fall in line with the dream God had put on their life. And that's the thing that they thought was going to kill them. It wasn't just what they were facing. It's the fact that God had told them something and it took years for it to come to pass. And I'm telling you the agony of a dream is going to hurt you worse than anything that can be thrown at you from the outside. A breakup is nothing in terms of pain, like getting five years from the moment at summer camp, God told you something and you still don't feel like you've
0: realized it. The death of a dream. It's a really real thing. I love that. I mean, there's, there's so much in there that you're, kind of breaking down through the life of Joseph and, um, the life of David. Um, really, I, I, I just jotted down here, kind of, I was taking some notes on what you're saying, which which, by the way, students, you should do that when you're listening to stuff like this and and you get the opportunity, even through a podcast to meet uh, people like John. And then they say something, and you want to write it down. So I had written down, you know, there, the anointing comes before the appointing because that's, that's, you know, a big part of what you're talking about in the life of David and in, in the life of Joseph. So, um, Let's let me Let's just switch gears for a second and talk real practical, like for the student that's listening and they're receiving what you're saying as encouragement to not give up on their dreams, but to also realize there's an ebb and flow. There's going to be some agony in the middle of that. Right. There's going to be moments where you feel like the death of the dream is upon you and whatnot. Um, And I, I think that's really good because it helps students think long term. But help students also think short term, like practically speaking, this leadership principle, what does it look like in their life? What's it look like right now, maybe on their way to school? What's it look like, you know, on their sports team or, you know, in their family or in their youth group? Yeah, well,
2: I think one of the things that I see in students um, that while uh, maybe even compared to when I was in high school is that I think you guys have a little bit of a better like (laughs) – you have a little bit of a better process in wrapping your head around the fact that like you can be used by God we just have a lot more examples of young people and people in your lives who are being used by God and um and you know you kind of get that like you don't have to work hard to get a vision in your head of a 17 year old having a lot of influence because yeah. it's on TikTok it's on social media right. and so that's that's a that's a good thing but uh sometimes we we don't always get to see people's process So we actually, we can hold on to God's promise, but not understand his process. So here's an example. You know, you're anointed to be a leader and that makes you think that you don't have to practice hard at football. Hmm. Oh, I'm anointed. So God already said, and he forgives me no matter what I do. So I'm going to walk in that. No, 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 no the promise is, 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 is the brand is, is, is something God's given you, but you have to figure out his, his process along the way. And that's what scripture does for us so well. That's why you need to be involved in a local youth ministry. You need to have a couple different leaders speaking into your life and you need to make it normal, especially those of you who are listening to this. And I bet you, if you're listening to this, this is why I picked this topic because if you're listening to this, you are probably a kid who kind of already knows a little bit about what you want to do. And, and don't play with me students like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, the only reason why you don't know what to do is because you probably have five options that you could pursue You don't have a lack of dreams. You have a multitude of it and and you just don't know where to go Let me tell you how good of a problem that is. Okay Because when I was graduating high school, I had no I was like I was about to join the army because I was like I'm gonna fail college. I can't make money at that time I couldn't make money pursuing a career in uh, video game entertainment and esports It just wasn't a thing even though that's what I had poured a lot of my life into um, YouTube wasn't a thing um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'll go into the military, which is an amazing and noble thing. But I had a youth pastor who was like, actually you could pursue ministry. I didn't even think about it. So what, what I would tell you very practically is don't let the fact that you have a promise and options make you shortcut the process of, of humbling and the character development and the journey that God will take you on.
1: Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that come to mind with this. Uh, one, one for me specifically has to do with, I guess maybe this this views and so, this views or this I'm processing this through the lens of like almost preventative medicine. Like yeah. right now, as a teenager, you are potentially in the throes of kind of figuring this out, and you have these options here before you. But this specifically makes me think of like students who maybe have like made mistakes or like they feel like God has spoken something to them. Maybe it was at like a summer camp and even this year they've like done some stuff that they regret or that they go like, oh man, I it's even weird to think about that time of my life just six mm. months ago. Or like maybe maybe there's students now who are listening who are like, you know, a little bit older in college who are looking back to high school like, yeah, I remember what God said to me at the altar. But like now I look at my life and I'm I'm a very different person. And I think understanding that the promise is still active in your life, despite maybe mistakes that you make, like God is still sovereign over that. He he knew when he gave you that promise, like what was going to happen in your life and the decisions that you were making. He still has a redemptive plan for what you're going through. That's like, Mm -hmm. I guess some of the things that are kind of stirring in in, in my heart with this, but let me, let me me ask you this. Is there like a specific problem that you think this helps solve? Like maybe it's an attitude issue in students. Maybe it's a, a world philosophy. Is there something that this is like kind of the remedy to, if that makes sense?
2: Yeah. Like it makes me think of when my wife and I were engaged, it was actually harder to stay in line with God's plan for our purity when we were engaged than when we were dating, because there was an anointing in an agreement that had already kind of been made by becoming engaged. We knew that we were going to be married. And so we knew what God had for us. And so that was actually the thing that opened up some temptation for us to say, well, if we're already going to get married, and we're already going to be able to be intimate as a husband and wife. So then what's the thing now? So it's like in the life of King David, David was was chosen as the King of Israel somewhere around the time that he was 14, 15, 13, you know, all that. It wasn't until he was 30 that the guy who had preceded him, Saul got out of the way. David had many times where he could have started a revolution like his son Absalom did against him. Spoiler alert, or read your Bible. It's good stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> And um, he could have killed Saul. He could have spoken poorly of Saul. And you know what he would have done to justified students? The thing God told him. And 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 this is this growing trend that as some of these young leaders, I get to be around a lot of them. You know, some of them that just have influence at their local school. Some of them that have already made five grand on the internet. And some of them that have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. They have an idea of the big idea, the big picture and the big promise of God. And so what we can do, though, is we use that as an excuse that the ends justify the means. So I know that I'm the anointed king of Israel. So wouldn't it make sense for me to kill Saul right now and help God out? And if you go back to first Samuel 15, you see Saul, who was the original anointed king. You'll see this entire chapter. Um, of, of Saul trying to tell God how Saul is doing God a favor by doing it Saul's way. You see Saul literally communicating with the prophet Samuel, who was God's uh, mouthpiece telling him, no, um, no, 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 no. I did this. I didn't do it the way God told me to, because uh, here's, here's how I'm helping God out. And I, I see students do this all the time. No, 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 no. I'm leaving my local church to go to a different church. Cause I can make more impact. Cause that's what God wants me to do. Right. Make more impact. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. If God's going to move you, he's going to move you. Don't try to tell God how you can be most impactful. God's going to tell you how you can be most impactful. But right there, guys, is the, is the frustration of going, wait, so did God give me a dream or does he need me to stand still and stay put? And, and this is what I want to push you into the Bible and understand the stories that are presented. It's both of them. David, on one hand, when he went to kill Goliath, he thought he was delivering cheese. And sometimes my pastor uh, talks about this a lot um, is is we just so often when we're reading these stories, we know how it ends or we're viewing it from such a zoomed out point of view that we forget to just put ourselves in this person's perspective. David's on his way to give cheese to his older brothers at a battle he should be at based off of his anointing. David should be there based off of what God said. But he shouldn't be there outside of God's prompting. So he goes to deliver cheese and he ends up getting to slay Goliath. But then here's how we never preach 1 Samuel 17 in youth group. And I'm sorry, students. He kills Goliath and then nothing changes for him. Yeah. People write some songs about him, right. but he goes back to being little dumb David and Saul's king for another 13 years running his kingdom wrong. Imagine if God said, Hey, students, I'm going to give you a Lambo or here, let's, let's make it even more relevant. Uh, I'm going to give you a Tesla. It's yours. But for 15 years, your older brother is going to drive it and he's going <laughs> to trash it, but it's yours. How frustrated would you be? Be like, God, what, I don't want that Tesla or I need to take that Tesla now because it's mine. And I think these are some of the, the things that I'm seeing young Christian leaders use God's own word against him to justify doing what they
0: actually want in pursuit of what God has called them to. Yeah, it's really good. You know, a lot of the things you're talking about with David and in, in the, the promise and the process and going through the process, you see that also you referenced a couple minutes ago, the life of Joseph. You see the same thing in the life of Joseph. Joseph has this dream of how God's going to use him, and then he ends up being sold into slavery, and then he ends up being accused falsely, um, and ends up in prison. And you know this this whole uh, I think what eleven to thir- thirteen years I think it was, you know, from the time Joseph's seventeen, he's I think he's thirty, whenever he finally becomes second, you know, in command in Egypt. And uh, and and even the same temptation that David had to maybe take King Saul out. Joseph had the same temptation when he was in prison. When he said to you know the uh, the butcher or the cupbearer whatever that dude is, yeah, <laughs> like like hey, like do me a solid, help me out, put a good reference in for you know with me with Pharaoh when you get out, and. Um, you know, that kind of David. He kind of kind of showed his cards there. Joseph did, as far as like this is where I'm at in this process. I would love to like like nudge the divine hand of God here and like let's just move this process on, right? So mm. let, let uh, let's wrap up this episode with just you know one final question here, John, because um, I think this is, this is really challenging, like students. This is one of the episodes that you'll probably have to listen to it a couple yeah, times, like twice, three times, yeah, in order to kind of like really like dive deep into some of the stuff that John's trying to share with you. I'm so grateful that. Um, to, to you, John, that you're willing to have like these kind of conversations with students and not keep it surface level and shallow, but really help them go deeper in, in their faith in this way. Practically speaking, here's here's my final question for you. Practically speaking, how does a student begin to live out this principle like today, the moment that they're listening to this podcast? What is that What does that look like?
2: Yeah. Well, on the off chance that some of you are listening to this, And I mean, it could, it could be a good chance that, and you don't feel like you've had some of those clarifying moments with God. I don't want you to feel ashamed of that either. And I want to just encourage you, seek the presence of God, do it at church, do it at youth group, do it. If your youth leader says, Hey, you want to hang out and you want to pray, like just, just get after God and spend time with him uh, uh, before school and just seek him get in his presence, turn on worship music, get in his word and say, God, show me the plan that you have for my life. Like consume the word of God and get in his presence like nothing else. And, and understand that Half the time you're doing that, there's not going to be any emotional gratification attached to it. There's going to be some moments, guys. I'm telling you, the goodness of the promise and presence of God is there's going to be some moments where you feel like you're you're on cloud nine. You feel euphoric. You feel the tangible presence of God, and that's amazing. And we celebrate that, and that is how God wants it. But I also want to encourage you that there's going to be some of those times when you're seeking Him in your frustration. You're seeking him when you feel like you're in the middle of darkness. You're seeking him when you don't feel like you have a place to start in the Bible, but get that promise from God, that anointing from God and start to work on that with him. Like for me, I'll be very practical. I knew from a young age that leadership was on my life, but it's, it's, I didn't always have a specific GPS coordinates to how to get there. And again, said it earlier, God will do that on purpose. He's your GPS. He's not going to give you something that's going to route you outside of a relationship with him. And he doesn't do that because he's trying to be cruel, or purposely confusing, he's doing that because everything that we're doing, the metaverse, all of it, the (laughs) meta idea is that we would be in relationship with him. When Adam and Eve woke up, God was the first one right there looking them in the eye saying, here's your purpose. And so I want to encourage you to get that purpose from God. And then then here, I think it's really practical. The same way you got the purpose in the plan is the same way you're going to sustain it. That's good. Get in church, get around leaders, start operating in that gift, start trying it, start doing some things and uh, surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you. you. You, some of you students really need people who are going to gas you up because you don't believe in yourself. You really, I, we need some gyros. Stu- we need gyrus spoken over your life, that worship song, you know, and you are in a, and because some of you students are so insecure and you have such a low view of yourself that, that, that you don't believe God can, move in your life or have a plan for you. You need that. But then some of y'all, y'all need y'all need that loving hand of correction in God's life because you know you're <laughs> God's gift to the world. And that's a beautiful thing, baby. But you got to know that you do not have it all together and that God is going to use your corny youth pastor, your cringy dad, the best friend that you think is lame but has morals to help keep you in line with the process of the promise that God has given you.
1: Dang. That's some good stuff, John. Unfortunately, we do have to end it here today. But the good news, students, is we're going to have John back for one more episode here. Let's but go. Before we let you go, John, if students want to reach out to you, if they want to dialogue with you about anything that we're talking about today, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, the place that I'm most active is on my Instagram, John W. Rush um, on Instagram. Maybe by the time you listen to this, I'll have secured John uh, Rush I'm, I'm trying to hunt down the guy that has my app, okay? If you
0: guys know him, report his account, there. okay? If you're out there, give it up, give it up. Yeah, right that's now. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, students, also make sure to check out the uh, overtime episode that we're doing later this week with the rest of the LTG podga- podcast crew. Um, we're going to be unpacking this and discussing here, uh, discussing it here. But as always, if this is meaningful content to you students, let us know, shoot us a DM, write us a review, let us know. Um, you can reach us at LTG podcast, or I'm sorry, LTG conference and myself at Gilbo Waggons.
0: Hey, you can find me at Aaron Hall. Students, remember you're called to lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others. We'll see you on the Overtime episode.